welcome to the Waddell Show podcast. You're listening to the very final edition, the season finale, if you will, of the Waddell Show podcast. This we'll has be been back next year in 2022. Just about just about a year. Uh, we'll be back next time during the very next pandemic. Yeah, next pandemic will come back. Next pandemic. Uh, real quick, um, so I need you to say a Star Wars quote, but add you piece of shit at the end. Do or do not, there is no try, you piece of shit. Next. I know you're a nerd. You got one? It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground, you piece of shit. Hey, that's the one someone already said on here. Really? I think he fucking has x-ray vision. But we are back for the very last episode ever before we die. So, because there will be another pandemic and I'm going to die of COVID. What are you talking about? Well, you said this was the end, right? Do you know that this... this I'm, I'm actually really excited for the this. Usually we have an issue with what the topic is going to be. But I'm actually happy. I'm actually satisfied with what this topic is going to be. Because every year, here's a little bit of a preface. Every year, we do a Christmas party for the company. That just happened, uh, what is it now? I mean... A couple weeks back, mm-hmm. and we did it all via Zoom. No. We were there. We, we It was fine. Every, there's a vaccine. Um, officially, as this is releasing, it is January the 6th. And every year... I'll be at IWA Mid-South tomorrow night. And then I'll be at WWA this Saturday in Corbin, Kentucky. Good Lord. I'm trying to plug my dates. And you were at WWA last weekend, too. Yeah, it went great. Wow. I'm now your current WWA champion. Oh, God. Anyway, I think everybody knows we I have the belt set things. right beside me here. This is me kissing it. There's a lot that we do at these parties. Um, and, and, like, we do the games and stuff. We do musical chairs. We've had dance-offs in the past. Drugs. Um, there's ca- <laughs> we, I, Look, I pay a $20 bill to whoever can win musical chairs, which doesn't seem that elusive. But when you think to yourself... That all you have to do is win a game of musical chairs to make 20 bucks. It's really easy money. And then what ends up happening is we have, um, we show videos. And by the way, the two video packages that Drake put together were excellent this year. Um, One of them we release uh, publicly, which is our highlight video. And that's actually available right now on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash WWE. It will soon be available on Facebook too, if you know, if you're not subscribed, but you should be subscribed either way. And the other video is something that we keep a little more private. That is our Botchamania video. It's a, it's a video where we look back and kind of laugh at ourselves. If you die during surgery, do you give me permission to release all the Botchamania videos? No. And just restart the company under a different name? If the company ever has to close its doors, you can release the, uh, it would the Botchamania videos. It will, because if you die, we're closing the doors. Would it be the debt. WW Ray? Actually, we're getting to the point now where the very first Botchamania video that I put together, there's almost no person almost so we can keep like a 10 year that's the same so it's like when everybody out of that botchamania video is gone from the company then it can be released publicly so me and you both have to die well we're okay we get passes because we're always going to be there and alexander knight he gets a pass um everyone else jordan i guess dakota those guys they get passes um now that being said the, the big thing that we do every year and the reason why i make the the party that we have um i make it a a um required oh. Huh? Formal. Well, I make it required also make it formal is because we do the year end awards. Now the year end awards way back when it was important for us to recognize who won the awards and for what the, the reason that they won them. But it wasn't up until I guess 2015 that we started actually giving awards out. Uh, they started in the form of like a, uh, a, a trophy, but they were still plaques sit on like a stand and then now they've, they've just evolved into complete like plaques with the logo and everything on them. I'm sure people have seen them on Facebook. Some people post their awards because they can't. Mine is on mine right now. Because they're fucking egomaniacal, egotistical uh, pricks and make Ray sure everybody Waddell wants WWA. them. Um, but anyway, the, uh, 
now that we're actually giving awards, it seems even that much more important. This year was a little difficult because there wasn't really that many shows to be had. Um, but overall, how many shows did we do? I made a point. I talked to Logan legit the other day and I told him, I said, if you want a comparison between 2019 and 2020, we ran a show. I think we were about 12 weeks shy of running one every weekend. That may have been 2018, but either way, there was a period of time where we were about so 12, about 40 shows 12 weekends shy of having one every weekend. 2020, what? eight. Was it eight? Eight, maybe 10? Eight or nine. Well, to give you an idea, we started back in June. That's June, July, August, September, well, and October. Had, uh, yeah, January and February. January and February and one in March. Right, so you're eight. Eight shows. Um, January, February, March, and then, yeah, June, July, August, September, and October. So... Um, yeah, it's it, the comparison between having nine shows all year long or eight, eight or nine, we whatever it is that in like three months. Yeah. Uh, there was one point where damn near two months you, you'd have it because Except there's some of almost impossible. Well, no, there, we had a Friday, Saturday shot once or twice there. And, and there are some weekends that have, uh, or some months that have five weekends in it, but, but then the next month has three, the comparison between those years and this year was just, it was, it's actually kind of sickening if you think about it, because we worked really hard to get to a point where we're running more and more weekends. The, this is something I don't even know. I, I might've mentioned it to you, Ray, but I certainly mentioned JC. I was, you don't talk to me. I was getting to a point before all this happened at the beginning of the year where I was trying to, I was trying to say, Hey, what do you think about doing hysterias more often? You know, instead of having one a month, how can we do this more often? I don't remember what I had you. It might've it been two, two, two a two. month. So what do you think about that? Blah, blah, blah. That's what it was for a while, wasn't it? It got to a... Well, we were doing hysterias. It was almost every show for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. when we were running less shows. Yeah, Then it was two, then it was one. So the idea was... And we went to one a month because, you know, the workload on Drake was tremendous. and, And I think you were doing sound at that point in time. It was just... You still do sound. What am I talking about? There was a period of time um, that Lyle and Joe did the audio and that was after I'd left and then came back when they were still showing up. So it was it was meticulous. So I knew at that point in time it was going to be – that's the reason we dropped it to one a month. But I was like, man, it seems like the company's growing so exponentially that the only thing we're going to be able to do to continue to grow is offer more of our product online for people to see instead of just once a month. Uh, now, that being said, credit to Drake because Drake still releases some sort of content every week. On, on our YouTube channel. Everybody I didn't know did. I had an entrance video, and that got released the other day. Yeah. So Hopefully we'll get to put those to use soon. Um, the idea is just that we have to release some sort of content to keep people um, interested in, in subscribing that's to our YouTube channel. That's one thing that the, the whole pandemic started. I mean, that's why this podcast started back up. That's why um, Amplified started getting dropped. That's why a lot of these videos started getting dropped, because during this pandemic, we really couldn't you know, keep ourselves out there without live shows. When we're doing three to four live shows a month, there ain't much time to really figure other things in. There ain't time to do podcasts. There ain't time to do the other stuff. But once we had some time, we just had to keep our visibility up. So that's why all this other stuff came into play. Yeah, and I think that that even though the year seems kind of shitty, and, and I guess this whole, it's not just year into words we're talking about. I guess we're kind of recapping. Even though the year seemed really, really bad, um, it had silver linings in it. I mean, there was some good that come of it. Um, I think morale in the locker room was up a lot because it was, you were getting to see everybody. You were getting to see, you know. How can you miss me if you never go away? Yeah. Well, I had, at some points, you know, I mean, it never really did to me, but sometimes when it's every single week and, you know, you can get in that rut of like, oh, God, 
uh, the struggle and like the hustle just gets to be a lot. But then when it's like when you're really wanting to do it and you can't, then you finally get to it. So like everyone's in a better mood. I, I feel like there be some people come in and I ain't gonna say names, but they might not mean nothing by it. But some people come in with that uh, attitude or that. I'm tired. Oh, I he's work. just he's targeting my friends at this point. You're targeting the JCs, the Joe Size, and the Vanderpools. And Jordan. Jordan oh. does this thing called Jordaning where he's <sighs> I didn't think yeah, I didn't and don't even think. But like and I know like all of them enjoy being there, but they got their whole life going on. So when you know they got kids or they got whatever the fuck going on, jobs I was in a then, shitty place. In and then you know, okay. they get one day off and they're at the wrestling show it's hard to just snap into being in a good mood you know but i feel like that didn't really happen when it was like hey we're gonna see each other once a month so you better be in a good fucking mood i'd made i you and i'd had conversations about it i always thought because when we were initially running shows they were one a month and i always thought man it's difficult on just the social experience to just run one a month then there was a point where we were running almost every week and that was difficult on the social experience so there was a period of time where you knew, okay, that one a month is not enough and four or five a month is too much. Um, but if we can meet in the middle and we can do a three a month, two a month at the least, but if we can do a three a month, that seems to be uh, where everybody is most happy doing what they're doing. That seems to be where everybody seems like they're, they're glad to see each other. And I think more out, more out, people don't understand when you're talking, Jim Ross will say, that the most important things in, in wrestling are cash and creative. Well, when you're on the, when you're in the WWE or on the independence or something, and you're not working with cash and usually creative is sort of a toss up the net, the very next thing. And I wish that was there. Obviously cash creative sounds a whole lot more, you know, t-shirt oriented, but the very next thing is morale. It's the ability to come together and, and actually want to see the people you're working with and, and hanging out with them. And that's why you hear people like Jim Ross stuff say like, well, he didn't want to be here. So we didn't want him here. Yeah. We're not going to beg people to say, cause then it's just going to bring everyone else down. Well, and that's the reason why we actually parted ways with several people this year. Um, we're doing a recap of this year, I guess. And so it should be mentioned that we lost Juan and Willie this year and not to get into Has anyone else left. We, we lost bad terms. Did we lose Andrew last year? Or was it this year? It was this year, I think. And by we it say was, this year, this is releasing in 2021. But yeah. I do think it was this year. Uh, so Andrew was another one. It was early though. Um, I, Andrew's probably one that that didn't seem like he was ready to go, um, even though he made some poor choices. Juan was one that didn't seem like he was ready to go, even though he made some Andre. poor choices. Andre, we lost Andre and we lost Willie. And both of them, both of those guys seem like they got to a place where they were ready to go. I don't know if they were ready to leave, but they didn't seem happy to be there anymore. Yeah. And uh, so rather they left, you know, Andre left in a respectable manner. Um, Willie, maybe not so much, but um, it was time for those guys to go. Tony was leaving, but then subsequently was on every show since we were able to (laughs) run. He missed Russell Roulette. Yeah. Um, So... Some people have to go. If they're not happy being there, some people just have to go. Uh, some people even – I don't think this year we lost anybody. I, no, I'll say it. I Look, I, I really like Andrew. Andrew was a really good friend of mine, and I think that it sucks that he couldn't keep his shit together enough that he had to, um, uh, that he had to leave. But the other guys, I don't think I was really close to them. Uh, so much. So I don't think I'm it really like mattered. the opposite. Like at one point I felt like I was good friends with Willie and Juan. And I felt like when they had their heads on straight, they were both super um, like, you know, good for the company, whether it was like Juan who might not be the most talented, but went behind the scenes and tried to work hard to help promote and try to be like a member of the group or Willie who just had like a natural chemistry in front of the crowd to where it was like, Cause sometimes we talk about how like there's only so long the Rays and the Jordans, the CCWs, the Code of Francis, and 
Alexander Knights can just be the top guys, and we need that next generation. He's like one of those guys where I was like, as far as like charisma getting over, he could be the next like top guy. But personal choices and stuff got in the way of that. As it relates to that stuff. As far as Andrew, I just think he's fucking a liability. Like, personally, if I'm sitting in a room with Andrew, I get along with him. But some of his choices are just to the point where it's like, look, we can't fuck with you, buddy. Not that I hate you, but we just can't fuck with you. Well, the Andrew thing is is to not any personal shot at him, but it's like, how many times can you give somebody a chance? Especially when they start building a reputation in, within wrestling and you give them shot after shot. Then the you thing look like about a Andrew as opposed to, and I'll, I'll even put Juan in that in that uh, category, Andrew and Juan as opposed to Willie and Andre, was that Andrew and Juan were pretty low maintenance and would help outside too, would hang up posters and things like that. Whereas Willie and, and Andre were very high maintenance. There was always something going on with Willie. There was always something going on with Andre. And 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 it may be a mental health thing too. And by the way, you know, I hope they're doing well. I haven't talked to either of them. Um, but I hope they're doing well. And I hope that the the you know, I hope they're healthy. I'll put it to you that way. Um but besides the the departed, uh, so to say, because we talked about that in the podcast, who have we who have we brought? Uh, have we debuted anyone on shows um, this year? You stabbed a naked man with a um, chainsaw. That wasn't me. That was an executioner. Oh, I, I thought just, you teleported. I thought that was the whole thing. Well, yeah, you were like Matt Hardy version six. Really, what happened behind the curtain was I pulled his dead body out of the casket. And I slid my body into the casket. Oh, I couldn't tell that the dead body's still on the stage at the Coliseum somewhere. I mean, with a bunch of birds. I found a bunch of dead birds up there. And bats. Yeah, there bats. was a there was a full time return of Michael Caden. Oh! oh, that's right. Now Michael Caden had been working with us a little in We're early twenty nineteen. Now we can talk about the resurrection of Cortland's career. Oh. Michael Caden come back. I know you might not I don't you may agree with it more now. there was probably a point where you wouldn't agree with it, but I've always looked at you as more of a tag team guy or group guy. You didn't really I think you might have enjoyed yourself a little bit during the regime, but probably not overly joyful about it. You were in a kind of I mean I had to be in a group with Jake Bravado. Well he's the future of concussion. I can see I can see Ray's bones breaking Ah! right now. That's like a bat. Well a bird. And we were just, you know, moments away from getting spray painted at any moment as well. So Mm. it was an interesting time. Yeah, the regime. That worked out well. Who would you say the most successful it did member work since the regime died? It had to be Lizzie, right? Besides Tony, obviously, because he was the patriarch. I think Tony's only flattened since then. Well, I'm saying if you look at his full career, he's the most successful of the four. But no, I mean, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I, Lizzie was a WWE champion, too. Kind of. The most unsuccessful run in the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> she was the David Arquette of WWE. Oh, my God. Yeah. She, That's just not true. That's just not true. What are you talking about? Was, hey, all right, it's true. Was her? She would be second. Then where would you put Jake or Cortland next? I don't, I wouldn't put. I don't think Tony was any sort of break. I think Tony saw his best days. Uh, no offense to him. I'm sure he's listening. It just seems like he's downhill now. And I'm not even talking about WWE. I mean, he's got some places that are booking him and stuff. But would I Lizzie's mean, WWE Championship win be equal to Kevin Federline beating John Cena on Monday Night Raw? No, that was good shit. You've heard that song, America's Most Hated? It's a good one. I, I think, and you know, Lizzie took some time off, um, and I think that that's sort of hurt her too, because I don't think she's where she was when she left. That's going to be a slow building process. That is a slow build. So I've got to say that that uh, that Cortland, because I think he's really found a play. I'm talking about you like you're not sitting across from me. Sorry. Um I think he's found a niche in this tag team so with Caden. He's the most successful member of the whole regime. When you put it like that, it sounds like, what are you talking about? But yeah. I can. Yeah. How many championships has this motherfucker held? Don't it's not to me. 
No. Because Jake's second, in my opinion. Just because they're still around and not crazy? No, because technically Tony's still around. My point is... Jake's won more matches than me. me. Here's... This is a good little debate. This is healthy. Okay. I think. Who... Not for him. Who is... Debating about him in front of him. No, no. Just listen to me. Out of all four members, who is being pushed towards something at this point? Um, Well, Jake sells cars, so he might get a sale. (laughs) JC is in a tag team right now. I'm not talking about who is... That tag team might or might not get a chance at the tag team championship. I'm I'm not saying who is getting a push or who is got potential in the future. I'm saying if you look at it right now of a non-biased standpoint at their careers as if, if it's WWE and you don't know them personally, you don't know what the idea is and you're just watching them on fucking hysteria, who would you say the most successful on tel- like on TV is? Not who has more potential in this moment. As a promoter, if I'm Vince McMahon and I'm looking at all four members and I'm saying, all right, who's got the best look out of the group? I'm saying Jake Bravado. If I say, who's probably the most talented wrestler out of the group? I'm saying Tony Evans. If I say, now, out of everybody, out of everybody, who would you pick? Ideally, I think you're thinking that as Vince McMahon, I'd pick Tony. However, Tony now in the WWE has a reliability issue. And if I'm Vince McMahon and somebody says, hey, now listen, you can have him, but there's going to be some shows he works, some he don't work, you never know. Then the very next step, I'm either going to Jake Bravado or I'm going to Cortland Moore. So I have reliability that, issues too, though. Not now, you don't. Well, not now, but I took my ball and went home. I'm once. talking about what's current. What's current? If we were talking, if now, if you asked me the same question back in 2018, you're fucked. You're last on the list. It's going. It's going. Tony, Lizzie, and Jake. But now that we're in 2021, it literally is Jake, Cortland, Lizzie, Tony. That would be my choice. It took me. We're fantasy booking here. I like but it. This is, it took me eight. Point. It, it took me sense. eight years of excuses to get to this point. That's pathetic. Who has a more successful career, Ric Flair or Braun Strowman? Overall? Yes, overall. Ric Flair. Okay. Now, if I'm longevity, a... more title wins, more success, sold tickets. None of them come close to Tony in that situation. Therefore, Tony would be the most. That's successful. like that's like saying, "Hey, I want you to answer a question where the answer is very obvious." Good luck. Well, well you just making shit up. Hey, I've managed I, I was a lot of champions. After Tony, and then you fuck it. I've managed a lot of champions. Okay, fucking Paul Heyman over here. I'm just saying, hey, Alexander look. Knight, Kahaji Khan. That's two. Tracy Smothers. Technically, I was the manager in the regime because there was a period of time there where I was not booked in anything but to just hey, be on the ring. Now, side also there. that being talk, said, we, before we get into the urine awards, can we talk about the the uh, urine awards? Every time you say urine, I think urine. But uh, he brought up Tracy Smothers, who, you know, passed away this year or whatever. We did a show on him. But you actually gave him an award once. What was it like? What was the award actual title? Actually, I've got it on my phone here. We I did could, like a banquet. I could read to you we what did it was. Like a, we knew so, he was booked. We did a potluck dinner, and we all kind of... Tracy, yeah, Tracy was showing up, and uh, he was at several of our shows. And then it just kind of occurred to me um, how, like, influential he was. In the stuff that we and were really, doing. really, at that point, didn't get any credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, locally, and people who knew him knew, but you never really heard how... Like, now, you know, once he passed away, all these people come out of the woodwork, and, you know... I mean, they're being honest, but, you know, the the thing they say, sometimes you should give people the roses before they die, you know? Give them that credit before they die, and we tried to do that in that situation. Not that we ever thought that was going to come anytime soon. This but. is literally the award. I, I don't know where I found the picture of it. Um, but, so, Tracy had been... You know, before we started our full-time shows back, we'd done a couple shows in Evansville. 
Um, he was the guy we've told the story before where we met up with him and got a little advice. It wasn't enough advice to make a big difference, but it was just the fact that he was willing to give us the advice that made it where it was like the first time we have a chance to bring him in and, and, uh, and really, you know, pick his brain and use him in a, in some sort of capacity we were going to, um, there's also something else I should mention before we gave this award. Tracy's a former WBA champion. That's a I don't know. That's a big deal to me. That was almost like an easy choice to make. He beat Teddy King, um, but who didn't? Um, um, so I can me. name a couple. This is what this is the award we gave him. We gave him a plaque, and it, it has the logo um, uh, printed on the top of it, and it says "Outstanding Achievement Award" presented to Tracy Smothers on behalf of the WWA roster and its staff for his contributions to professional wrestling and the World Wrestling Alliance. And you know, it's it's very it's sort of just a, a passe sort of award. So right at the end, it just says, thanks Tracy. So it's nothing official, but it was just something to say, Hey, we appreciate you. We had a potluck for him. And uh, I think that's kind of cool too, because I think that could be something like yours down the line. We could give to other people. You know what I mean? Here's actually a picture of Tracy with the award. I know the, the listeners can't see it. Maybe you can send that it. to our product producer and he can post that when this show goes up. Um, that's you Cortland. Oh, but I remember it just being a really, it was a special deal. Cause I think that, uh, I think that he appreciated it. He was doing a little speech, and you could tell that he was tearing up a little bit. And, and I just think a guy like that probably just will never get enough. Everybody's talking about – here's an example. Everybody's talking about all the wrestlers that died in 2020, and there's a bunch of pictures you can see where they do this little group shot, you know, uh, or they, they'll, you know, edit a bunch of people that died. Tracy's usually not included in that. I mean, you Neither got, is the actual Parker that died. They put the picture of the one that's still alive. Oh, my God. Do they really? Yeah. At least in the one I saw. But I think, it, you know, they meant well. Well, it is what it is. It was a tough year with wrestling deaths in, in 2020. Um, but let's not talk about death. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about the year-end awards. Let's go year-end awards year. where I'm the only year fucking end. loser sitting in this room because you guys awards. both won awards. Well, hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey don't, don't give away the winners yet. Portland would never tell the <laughs> I never, the I never said what you um, If there was a WWE year-end award, who would win it? Urine? Yeah. Ashley Vile. <laughs> oh. Gross. Do you know by experience? Oh, no, no. Did you pee on that woman? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you know, you could be R. Kelly or R. Chrissy. I'm going to pee on you. Uh, I, just, I also want to say this before we get into the urine awards. Uh, urine awards. Not to, it's, it's certainly not a downer, but I just want to, I want to um, thank uh, you, JC, and Jennifer, and the crew for earlier this year, uh, earlier in 2020, um, the, the money issues really started hitting me hard. And I always say, just to keep this short, um, the wrestling shows stopped, but the bills for those wrestling shows didn't stop. And I worked just enough on a shoot job to afford myself. And it, it was difficult. It still is. Um, in uh, towards the middle part of the year, I'm not going to give the full name because I don't think he wants it, but a, a fan named, uh, um, Daniel, who is a friend of the show and, um, started actually helping financially, um, in, in sort of donating some money and stuff. And it did help. It actually paid for a few of the bills that we needed paid that I wasn't going to be able to afford towards the end of the year. I started getting He's behind on good dude. Not even, like, no, he is. Yeah. Not even like he doesn't, even... I just remember like on my birthday, he wouldn't even message me. I just get like a notification, 10 bucks just sent to my Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, I check it and he's like, Get lunch. Happy birthday. You know, yeah. like shit like you don't got to do for people. Some people are just good people. He don't get anything out of it besides watching the show. And I don't even, yeah, I don't even think he comes to a, to a lot of shows. No, he if moves he's, away. Yeah. So the thing is he's doing it because he, I think that he just, 
And he, he, he watched from a distance of like all the shit we've dealt with with other people locally yep. and the shit we went through. And he like knows my mom's story and he knows like our story and like really relates to it. So it's cool to see that, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, I, I told somebody uh, or I made a point. Oh yeah. I was talking about one of those big B guys. I'm not going to mention his name this time. Don't give him too much, but I said, I wished he'd die. Do you know the immediate thought that I had when I left here? I thought, Oh man, Daniel's going to listen to that and be disappointed that I said that, you know, cause it's just like, you know, I think he, he holds us into a regard that we don't hold ourselves. And I think that's really, that's really important, but he was really helpful towards the first year and towards the ass end of this year. It's been even more difficult because the show stopped yet again and there was no money coming in. And I ended up, I, I missed a few payments on my truck and things of that nature, not to, you know, <clears throat> put my business out there. A truck you used to pull the trailers yeah. to get to the shows. Yeah. And so there was a lot, I was trying to figure out how to make money, uh, I had ended up missing work because of because of my health and and then when you so miss work and there's no money fans. coming in it was just it was really difficult. Well, uh, JC got up after we gave the year end awards and and actually last year um, the crew pulled together and got uh, a canvas for the company. We needed a canvas and they didn't have any money for it, and uh, the crew bought that. You thought you were mad then. This year, <laughs> I started coming up and Josh Mackey says. Uh, Cause he's doing the, the hosting. He holds up the finger and he says, wait just a minute. And I knew immediately like what the fuck, I didn't know what it was. I don't had anything to do with me, but I knew it was something I didn't know about. And so immediately pissed. And I go and I sit down and then you go up there. And when you start saying what you were saying, JC, I remember thinking, I'm going to fucking kill everyone in this room. Like, cause I knew it was something, but I knew we didn't need a canvas either. So I was like, what is it? Well, so you all had pulled together and uh, bought got, you a stretchy wrestler. Got well, yeah, and got quite a bit of money uh, pulled together to help out with the <laughs> wrestling bills and stuff like that. And here's the reason that I appreciate it so much is because I know more this year than I ever have in my entire life the importance of money. And if you don't have it, how how for a long time we come from a family where they were going to fucking help me no matter what if we were if we were you know struggling with money. This year is a point in time where if you don't have money, your family don't have money, no one's there to help, you just fucking figure it out. And uh, we were approaching these shows coming up, uh, which at this point in time, at least one of them's already happened, um, where it was like, I don't know how I'm going to afford it. We're just going to book it and then try to pull together whatever money we could to afford it. And you pulled together the roster and uh, and and um, collected quite a bit of money and uh, presented it to me to help with the bills. But more importantly than even the money – was what you said during the um, during the the speech that you gave before presenting the war, and I probably need to thank you for this too. Which is, you said, um, you've always been there for any of us. We want to be there for you. To me, that made it a lot easier to accept. And I'm not saying that if you, it's not one of those pay it forward and it come back to you things. But it was like the fact that you acknowledge that I've been there for other people in the company and the people are trying, it made it easier to accept. It makes it not feel like a handout. It right. makes it feel like, you know, all your hard work and being there for people not paid off, but like it almost makes it easier to accept because you know that people look at you as important to them as you do them to you. I looked at it too. Like, like with the canvas thing last year, it was like, yeah, it was to help you out, but it was helping out all of us because without the WWA, we're not with each other. We're not able to perform. So when it was actually Jennifer's idea, when she came up with the idea, I was like, I think it's a good idea. And they told me, I was just like, Ray knew about it. Uh, like, 
was like, don't tell certain people because it'll get back to him and fucking... He might kill you, but we might have to force him to take it. But, but it, it was, definitely helped. It was one of those things where, where you look at it, yes, it helped you. And I know it had to have been, you know, a tremendous weight off your shoulders going forward. But at the same time, it was it was all of us coming together for something that you've always said belongs to all of us. You've always said the WWA doesn't belong to Chris Waddell, though. WWA belongs to everybody. And at the end of the day, when, like, it, like obviously the show money goes back into the show, but when it all falls down, like, we all get to use this, so it shouldn't all fall on you anyway. You know what I mean? And I wasn't able to give as much as I'd like to, but, like, it's just one well, of those things where it's, it's just amazing to me, like, when a group can come together the way everyone did. The you know best I mean? part of presenting that to you, like you said, when I came up there and I started talking, you ever seen that, that gif of Danny DeVito just shaking his head no? Mm. As soon as I started to reach into the bag to pull the stretchy wrestler out, which was the gag gift, you were going, mm-mm. And I could, I, you, you were just barely shaking your head, but I could see it out of the corner of my nose enough. That it was like, that's all I thought was that meme. Was like, With the canvas thing that went down, when I knew somebody, when, when something was going to be given to me, I tried to leave the building. You know, this time I sat there and I was like, I'm not going to do that again this time. I remember leaning over to Logan and I just said, son of a bitch. Just wait until next year when you get up there and fucking Oprah runs out of the bathroom and says, a new car. The funny thing I is. I do, do want to say this. Never again. Okay. You said that last year. Never again. I will say Hopefully that we're never f- in a position where right. there was happen. there was a it wasn't it was more of a gentleman's bet. There wasn't money or anything on the line, but there was a bet between me and someone on the roster who will remain nameless that one of two things was gonna happen. One, you were gonna disappear outside for a while after it was presented to you and nobody would see you, or two, you were just gonna sit there and cry the whole time. I didn't do either. So who won? Neither of us, because I bet one thing, that person bet the other thing. When I and look, it was different because I cried over that canvas last year, made an ass of myself, and I was like, "Well, this year I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to move on." Do you see how quick I got up there on the mic and said, "All right, now moving on." It's because I knew if I sat there and thanked everybody, I would just get emotional about it. Here's the thing I appreciate the most. I'll say this, and then I want to move on. Um, if it was any other problem, I would expect that people understood that it was up to me, no matter what, to figure it out. Uh, if if the truck, you know, if I it's flipped fucking the fucking truck and had to try to find money to buy a new truck, that's on me, right? No one could predict the pandemic was going to happen. And there's no answer, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, well, Chris, just work harder. You know, like, if it was we're just drawing bad, it could be like, well, work harder on book and promote more. But, I mean, you can't do shit in a pandemic. And I think people, I don't think you can appreciate how hard it is to keep a fucking secret from you. Well, here's the deal. I gotta, I gotta move on. And I just anybody listening that had anything to do with that, or if you you didn't, either way, just the thought itself. Uh, I thank you for that. I um, had a tear in my glass eye watching the damn presentation. So we've got about 15 minutes. We've got to run through the year end award winners, and we can talk a little bit briefly about each one of them. Um, some of the stuff that's not as important to talk about, we'll kind of leave it short. Um, we'll just start right at the top, uh, and we'll talk about the finishing move of the year and. Just about every year, I just want to say, the Powerbomb should have won. It should win every year. The fact that it hasn't is a travesty to our business and to the WWA. It wasn't even nominated this year. Somebody said, oh, the Powerbomb got beat again. No, it didn't get beat again. It wasn't even nominated. But you know what was nominated? Uh, Ray's Rolling Elbow. What should be? Jordan Spear. What should be? What was the other one that was nominated? Pedigree. 
uh, Vanderpool's pedigree and Josiah's headlock driver, and the latter of all of those, Josiah's headlock driver, actually won the award for finishing move of the year. Have either of you taken that move? Because I have not. Yes. Yes. I, I dove. took it on the floor in Central City. Last would you? Year. Would then? Would both of you agree that that should be the finisher of the year? I dove on my head. No. Should I put you on the spot and ask what you voted for? I voted for the spear. I, I voted. Pedigree. I, because the spear is like, my finisher is pretty fucking simple. Obviously, I'm not going to vote for myself. But with the spear, I just feel like that's one that when Jordan hits it, they know it's a finish. You know what I'm saying? Like, rarely yeah. ever does anyone kick out of it. You know, and I just feel like the headlock driver could be, but I didn't feel like it really, like, Joe Sire really got fucked this year because it was like, should have been, I mean, not that he didn't do well, but it's like he won the war and then we It was done. supposed to be his year. Yeah, like, this was yep. going to be like a year-long thing, and it was like he won the war, then he's done. And then he'd come back, and then we're shut down. And then he'd come back, and yep. we're shut down. You yep. know, so it's just like, I don't, you know, maybe, he kind of had like a Ray Waddell run just in a longer stretch of time. Like, you know, it was going to be longer, and then it just kind of got cut short. I, I listen. It was really tough uh, for me to vote because I was either going to vote for headlock driver or I was going to vote for the pedigree. And the reason I voted for pedigree was because that's the move that won Vanderpool the championship um, at Halloween Hell. So that was the one. I that, thought it was blood. It's first blood match. How'd that win in the belt? Did he not pedigree him onto something? Uh, I thought you hit him with the chair. Well, I did, chair. but I'm talking about for the finish. Finish. Not I don't know. The ref just got up and saw him bleeding. That's a debate for another day, I guess. Either way, that's the reason I made my vote. But anyway, congratulations to Joe Zia for for. Uh, I, I do think it deserved finishing move of the year myself. I don't think it's a bad choice. It wasn't like last year's when it was the package pile driver, and that fucking sucked. Um, <laughs> let's talk about most improved. I don't really remember all of the nominations for this. I do remember that uh, Cortland was up for most improved. Vanderpool was up for most improved. I always miss that third one. Besides uh, the winner. This is Nick Depp, I think. Was it? I don't remember. I think That's so. disgusting. I can tell you what, I can find out real quick. Um, and then the winner, of course, um, was Logan Legit. Well, who did you all vote for, and do you agree with the winner? I did vote for Logan Legit because I feel like – and, like, I was the one who nominated Cortland because if you look at him from last year to now, he's come a long fucking way, and he's, like, found his niche – I feel like with Logan, it's like if you look at him last year, for the most part, he was a manager. He had like a little tag run, but it was pretty much Tyler carrying him. I mean, him carrying the personality side, Tyler carrying the wrestling headlocks and whatnot. Um, <laughs> shoulder blocks. Headlock, shoulder blocks. I hear the shade, motherfucker. Uh, well, he's a headlock master. That's his thing. He's a wrestler. Tyler can wrestle, you know? That's right. But then this year, he's kind of come into his own. I think once he turned on Tyler, he really had the rocket strapped to his back. Corlin, obviously, you weren't allowed to vote for yourself. Who did you vote for for most improved? I don't remember, honestly. It um, was between Logan and Nick, because Nick Depp was one of the most improved. Yeah, I definitely agree that <laughs> I, look, I agree with everybody that was nominated. Unfortunately, you don't get uh, you don't get participation awards. It is a contest, you know, to see who can vote, and you and you're voted on by your peers. And uh, I think I voted for Logan also, and and I, it's just hard to argue with that. I can I look. Anybody that wanted to argue it and say Cortland was more improved than Logan, I agree. Fine. I, I can go with that. Nick Depp more than, you know, Vanderpool. I, fine. I'm with it all because everybody that was on that list was so much improved uh, from the year before that I think I they deserve to be on. I felt like for me being on that list, like Nick, Vanderpool, Logan, that was an uphill battle for me and, and just my own, like, personal feelings towards it. But, like, when Ray, Ray was, the like, the one that threw my name out there and it was like, this is going to be funny of me saying this because it happens a lot, but 
Ray said it, and I just about shit my pants because I didn't think my name would be the name that would come out of Ray's mouth. Uh, a very short one, I guess, to mention would be Entrance of the Year. I won Entrance of the Year with my Halloween Hell entrance. There wasn't a lot of hey, competition. I would like to that. say that when I saw the highlight video, which I guess, you know, if I didn't remember it, maybe whatever, but I felt like the Josiah Barbed Wire Master entrance with all the druids yes. was slept on. Everybody forgot it. Forgot all about it. And then when I saw that video, I was like, oh my God, how was that not in the top four? It should have been. It should have been second. Like it, yours was still yeah. going to be the winner in my mind. That's what I voted for. But that should have been second. Then after that, you can go into the Jake and the Matthew. It wasn't nominated. It was, it was completely forgotten. Everyone forgot about the whole event. Yeah. Yeah, it's Somehow, unfortunate. But I just want to not that Joe Sai has already won a fucking award, but I'm just saying I think that should have been a nomination. Yeah. It kind of got missed, but it wouldn't have won anyway, but it would have been nice to have been on the No, list. and I agree. The thing is, nominations are really important too. Whatever those final four are, or three, we did three one year, whatever the final ones are, it's really important to make sure they're deserving too because being nominated is important as well. Um, let me, here's one that I sort of, I'm up on the fence about. I can't vote for myself. Moment of the year went to Logan turning on Tyler. Um, and I decided to present this award because I felt like, I don't feel like it, listen, it was an important thing. I can remember the reaction. I wrote it. I know it was important. But do you really think that that moment was actually a moment more important than when the Royal Three debuted? No, that's what I voted for was the Royal Three debut. I feel as if, and I'm not... I think that was a great moment because I was on commentary yeah. and you got on to me for being too loud afterwards, but it was natural enthusiasm. I've got no problem at all uh, with moment of the year going to those two, but I also feel like one of the big reasons that it went to those two is it was more fresh on everybody's mind. We had a lot of trainees able to vote <clears throat> yeah. that weren't around whenever the Royal Three debuted. I'm That's just saying... shouldn't have been able to vote. I got to be ringside when the Royal Three debuted because I was one of the guys under the mask and that was a fucking gnarly reaction. It felt like it was going to be a riot. It was similar to the same way when I joined the system way back when. It felt like people were so fucking pissed they were going to come over the barricade. Um, not only that, as far as moment of the year, never mind the turn itself, but the reveal of Dakota and, and Vanderpool being under the mask all of you all taking the mask off and revealing that all the heels come together to make this yeah, happen. It was the heels first, right? Yeah. And then Dakota and Vanderbilt, who are both fan favorites, take it off. So everyone's like, what the fuck? And then you jump in there to help Jordan. Next thing you know, you land yeah. out the fucking it was chair. A, it was a big moment. I th- Three turns at one time. It wasn't just one, you know? I, but I agree. I think that Logan and, and Tyler deserve it. I just, I, I, I'm a little iffy on the, uh, you know, there was a little you're a little close to the cuff on that one. There was a little yeah. confusion about how Logan and Tyler, Logan turned on Tyler. They both got an award. But when Stonewall's debut one moment of the year and he beat the fuck out of Tyler, Tyler didn't get an award. So I think Tyler's owed an award from about four years ago. Here's why I don't think so. Um, all Tyler did was take a beating in that. The reason I opted to make sure two awards were given, both the Tyler and Logan, they worked, to get they worked together to get that spot over. Yeah. So when it finally happened, boom, it happened. Uh, I also think another reason that Tyler and Logan got that is because a lot of people, instead of voting for the Royal Three in moment of the year, they turned around and voted for Royal Three in tag team or group of the year, and the Royal Three won that. Um, Trend Killers was up for that award. I actually yep. voted for the Trend Killers. Um, who, who, well, fuck you. Well, I mean, I just felt I like think- they had more teamwork than you guys. Y'all were together, but y'all didn't really have a whole lot of teamwork. It was kind of like disheveled. Tag teams were the Royal Three, Trend Killers, Night Enterprises, and Nick Willis and Lizzie Six. Night Enterprise started last week <laughs> for the 13th yeah. fucking time. Yeah, yeah. But it was a tough year. We didn't have a lot of choices for a lot I'd of them. I've been so mad at Jaquarius I really won. felt like the, the choice was between Trend Killers and Royal Three. How mad would you have been at Jaquarius 1? 
Like hasn't had a match I felt yet. Like what it, what I would have done is I probably would have thought, okay, we're going back to the way we used to do it, and we ain't voting like this. Yeah. Because what the fuck? I I kind of thought like in in my mind, if we didn't win, then it was going to go to you guys because based on the fact that even though you were technically a stable, you guys did operate as a tag team, whereas Nick and Lizzie were kind of just thrown together and it stuck. And then Night Enterprises really is just Thomas. I don't feel and like Nick and Lizzie could have won Tag Team of the Year because the only reason they were put together was out of necessity. How many people can't hold on to Alexander Knight's coattails at once? We're going to find out. Rookie of the Year, Matt Diesel was able to win it with a <clears throat> with the slimmest of, of opposition. Uh, 747. Um, Tank Watkins. Tank Watkins, Zachary Westinghouse. Obviously, there was not that many people We're that debuted this year. that it was kind of... I think, and I've mentioned this to you, I think you screwed 747 out of winning it next year. No, he'll still be eligible. He'll be eligible, but I don't think people... There's so many people that's probably going to debut in 2021 that now, I think look, that 747 is out. He like, should not have been involved in this really voting. I don't get along with the big bastard anymore, but he's putting in more work than any of them other fucking rookies are, so I don't have any doubt that if he sticks with it, he's going to top all the little bitches. Okay, but you've also and seen... And, and I agree, but you also th- you also got to realize that some people fall off the fucking bandwagon. Or and fall off might. the wagon. I also think, though... And if he does, too, then he don't deserve the award. I also think, too... As far as having matches and not the other uh, stuff that goes into being Rookie of the Year, Matt had a little bit of an edge at having more matches this year than 747 did. 747's had two matches in his whole Most career. hated and when... they all on the same night. Most hated this year went to Alexander Knight, which is the second consecutive year that he's won most hated. Who were the other... Nick Depp was the one that th- I thought that other people might vote for, but there was also Vanderpool Dakota was up for that award. Vanderpool. And Dakota. I actually voted for Nick Depp on this one. Yeah. Because I feel I like, too. while I feel like Alexander Knight is consistently the most overheal we've got, as far as like just reliability, like, hey, we need a heal, it's going to get over. Alexander Knight. Yeah. But I feel like this year, with the stuff with Josiah, when Josiah was taken off, and them attacking his wife, and going into Barbed Wire Massacre, Nick Depp is not afraid to get real heat. Neither is Alexander Knight, but sometimes I think, you know, he's here so much that it might... Tarnish it a little bit, but Nick leaving and coming back with this new character. And at first, like, I feel like at the first of the year it was kind of goofy, but like, because he was doing the rule book stuff, which was getting over, but it was almost goofy heel. But then once he got in there with Josiah, he was yep. getting real heat. People were getting real angry at him. And I feel like if, you know, he could have been a close second to get the most hate. That's who I voted for. I think I voted for Alexander Knight. I think that Knight deserved it more so. But I will say this if, if Depp won. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be upset with either of them winning because both of them were, you know, right neck and neck. Or hidden head. If if Depp ended up winning, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it at all because I think that he just had a tremendous year. And I think that next year, if he keeps it up, next year could be his year to win that. Talking about most uh, uh talking about a consecutive win, Ray Waddell also won most loved um for the second consecutive year. Now Ray's in there pissing right now, so if we can get this out of the way, he don't have to put himself over, right? Who else was up for the award? Jordan, Jordan yep. Logan Legit, and Josiah. Do you know that the closest Josiah and Jordan did pretty well in the voting, but Logan legit was was on Ray's coattails big time this year. I think Logan has this this aura about him that makes fans just connect with him and want to support him. Uh, but Ray won. All right, moving on. Uh, hey, let me match of the year. Oh, we don't talk about all these goddamn awards you won. Most loved two years in a row. We can get on to the other ones I've won. Has too. Jordan ever won most loved? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
when I was a heel. Thank you. Uh, match. Since I've been babyface. You are going to be able to put yourself over because so Jordan went in second. <clears throat> no. God, Jordan, you got to do something, buddy. You're falling. Which off. is insane to me because you sit there and everybody always he, talks, especially you, about no matter what happens, the crowd always chants for Jordan. Logan's yeah. fresh. Though. Uh, the. Here's the thing. Yeah, some, some you just got to reinvent yourself in a lot of ways. But Jordan, I almost don't want Jordan to reinvent himself anyway because what he's got works. It's been working for years. But don't think that Jordan's got to change something up because he wins an award here in just a little bit. Match of the year was the triple threat match between Stonewall, Ray Waddell, and Alexander Knight. Um, tell me a little bit about this match because I, don't, I, don't, I do remember this it. This was the opening match to the reunion, which was the first show back once COVID started. So this is we June. To get into show. So it was June. The very opening match, national championship between me, champion at the time was Stonewall. Me and him had been in the big angle at the first of the year that had led to Dakota turning on me. And uh, the whole thing was me wanting to be the triple crown champion. I had to beat Stonewall. Well, then this three-way, we kind of swerved it because Knight was just kind of thrown into it because, you know, pretty much it looked like from a fan point of view, oh, they're just getting guys on the car, triple threat, it'd be a good little match. Then at the end of the match, we or you put the belt on night. And I think it shocked everyone. Cause I feel like people thought like, Oh, Ray's finally going to win it. You know, opening match, good guy's going to win or, you know, Stonewall's going to retain. And then night one out of nowhere. And that kind of went to their trajectory. But that was like, I said in the speech there was, it was kind of just like, Hey, you can't do what you want to love. You can't do what you love for all these months. And then it's like, okay, you finally can turn the dogs loose. And it was just like, guys, we're going here. We're going to fucking tear it up. It also proves that it doesn't have to be a match that is deep in a story. To win, because uh, I think a lot of the matches that were on match of the year were built into angles. Yeah, I was in three yeah. out of four. <clears> well, of them. and normally it does go that way. And I just want to say this: just want to say this. Jordan and I in our empty arena match was one vote. Oh, maybe two, but one for sure. I would have voted for for pre-tape of the year. Away from winning, right? Ray, you voted for a few uh, the the empty arena match, right? I, that's the only one I could vote for. Oh, well, I, I <laughs> want to say the other that I, when I was looking at the awards, I casted the last vote. When I was looking at match of the year, I could have either opted to tie the vote with the, with the empty arena match and the triple threat, or, and that's by voting for one of the matches that didn't win, or I could have voted for the triple threat and gave you all the win, and I did because I didn't want to be shitty. I think you shouldn't be the last vote. The truth is, is well, if I'm not the last vote, it does what it did last year, and that gets us into two or three different ties, and fuck all that. Um, I can't afford that many trophies. Um, I instead, like this year, I- what I did, let me get this across, what I did was I looked at the matches, you know, and I looked, I thought, what do I remember? What did I think was better? And it was that triple threat match. You couldn't argue with it. I mean, it was that good. That match also showed me and I believe Alexander Knight, too, if you ask him, that taking three or four months off of wrestling and then just going out there and trying to tear it up is not fucking easy because there's a moment, if you watch that back, where I'm about to do the dive out of the chair, and I hit the chair, and I'm literally like just sucking wind, and I'm telling myself, like, I cannot run right now to do this dive, and eventually I just had to make myself do it, and somehow I lived. You hit but, and that's fight not, or flight you know, syndrome. And, I, and I, had, I feel like I had better matches throughout the year, but I just feel like, you know, I'm glad that that one won, too, because it was able to get two guys that deserved awards that may not have won them in other categories along with me to win those awards, you know. I, I just, I just regret so much. Jordan and I was so close to winning match of the year. Do you know how much the world would fucking crumble to Ray if he didn't win a match of the year one year? I think, I mean, I wouldn't care to lo- lose match Jordan, of the year. I just wouldn't want to lose it to a pre-tape. Jordan and Alexander Knight won it one year. Part of that was pre-tape. Well, let's talk about the feud of the year because well, that was the last one. I, I just want well, to say, not the last go ahead and throw this out here. Sorry, Ray. I voted MT Arena. I just, look, I get it. Part it's of, also the longest match in WWA history. It is. It is. Part but of, you don't feel like there would kind of be an asterisk beside it if, like, 
You won on like it wasn't even like in front of the crowd, really. No, because the thing is, during this COVID area uh, era, a lot of wrestling was done not in front of crowds this year, and I don't think that that justifies the match. But I feel Jordan like if you I watch WWE, and they're like, "Oh, the broken fucking bone yard match is the match of the year." It's kind of like, well, I mean, that kind of sucks for all the guys who went out there. The problem really with fucking- that is, I get that, except because that was done in a cinematic thing. They did spot by spot cut. Film cut. We didn't. Jordan and I worked that pre-tape exactly like a match would have been worked if the audience could follow us around the building. So no, I don't. I'm not taking that Josh away at Mackey all. Josh did have to have more than one take though. <laughs> um, going to feud of the year. Jordan and I were able to win feud of the year. Feud, this feud of the year award, which was uh, debated upon the first year, has been around what three years now. I think that it's important because. A lot of people, when they would vote for matches, would vote for feuds. That happened. You're right. I believe wholeheartedly that if there wasn't a feud of the year, that the matches that have been voted on at least this year and two years ago would be different. They would be more based around feuds like Jordan and I. But feud of the year stands out to me because of the fact that it allows people who have given uh, in a match, you work really hard for a match, right? For a feud to get over, you work really hard for that entire duration of that feud, and I really think it was important to note that. And I just want to say that I actually dedicated my win to feud of the year to Jordan also because as much shit as I've given him, and I'm going to say this, last episode of the podcast for this season, so I'm going to say this, as much shit as I've given Jordan, I said this in my speech about people about Jordan bumping for people, as much as I might actually agree with what I say, I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because Jordan made me look good. You know, I've been dealing with back problems, weight issues. Jordan made me look good during this feud, so, so he actually earned that by himself. Anything to add for feud of the year? No, not really. Um, I, I I personally like Magic of the Year more. That's my favorite award, and I feel like that's the most important one. I but did that's vote. a whole different. Debate. There's no way it's more important. I did, but vote I do for agree you and really like it because he wins it every year. What I did vote for you and Jordan on Feud of the Year. I did too, based on one specific moment that stuck out in my head, and that was fucking Wrestle Roulette. And you had built this whole thing where you're not, you and Jordan are not going to touch. You're not going to wrestle him until what was it like War Games or something like that? It was mm-hmm. built up. No contact. First names drawn. Jordan Whitaker, second name drawn, CCW. And the way that building reacted when that happened, that sold that whole thing for me. And th- with that story, like, I went to bat for it because I remember doing the nominations and it seemed like people were kind of sleeping on it. Like like it was nominated, but they were like, I don't know, there was something else they were putting before it. And I was just like, wait, like, think about the first of the year. Because, and look, I'm, it's not, easy here to to kiss your, I'm yeah. not here to kiss your ass for anything, you know? But like... I remember moments that were like, no one's going to remember when it was, oh, he's got to beat Vanderpool to get a match with CCW, and he spears me, turns, and he looks at you, one, two, three, and the fucking crowd in Central City lost their shit. You know, like, no one remembers that. No one remembers the backstage promo we did in Paducah that was good. Like, no one remembers all this shit the first year. that oh, built. Yeah, that and the thing apart. is, if this COVID shit didn't happen, I mean, not saying, like, anything wrong with winning and how you have, but you probably would have won it even more so because of the things you had planned when it wasn't like, we don't know if we're going to have another show. We got to do something. Here's the here's the reason why, and this is my segue, so I don't think I'm just trying to dig this shit up. The reason why I think Feud of the Year, Feud of the Year to me is the most important because it draw. There's two awards that I think is more important. But you won it every year. No, it, it, no, I didn't. You and Knight won it uh, last year. No, we didn't. You and Josiah. No, it was a year before, wasn't it? Yeah. You didn't so last year, did you? Not listen to me. We ain't got time for this. There's there's two awards that are more important than match of the year. You can put match of the year over all you want to. It's one moment in the match of the year. Don't draw the house. It don't. Sorry about it. Don't. It's cool that you have a good match. It's cool as a wrestler, but as a fan, it don't fucking matter. One little pretty match. Now, that being said, the two most important Someone's awards. Mad. 
No, the two most important awards are Feud of the Year because it's expected to draw the house consistently and Most Loved because Most Loved is the person that draws the fucking fans show in and show out. Those you are the two. the same thing for Most Hated. Those, well, Most Hated can work too, but here's the deal. It, universally, if you got to really overheal, fine. But you're over babyface is what draws the house it, it, universally in wrestling. My segue is probably the most important award we give is the Spirit Award. Because this year, not just because, but this year it was given to Drake because of what he does for the Hysteria program on YouTube. Um, all the video editing and, and things of that nature. I don't know how many hours go into it, but I, I do know that it's it's got to be pretty tedious. Um, and Drake, if you watch our shit on YouTube, I look at shit like the fucking banner at the bottom. You know, as simple as it saying our names and shit and, and the little cut scenes and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, this does this not make you feel like a fucking superstar when you watch yourself on it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a production above anyone else, especially locally or even on independence. Some of the bigger independent shows shit looks way more Bush League than our stuff, even if they have more money or bigger names or bigger stars, supposedly, you know. But I think it all in all, most of the things I like, Thought should win one, and the ones even if I didn't vote for them, the people who did win to deserve them. Yeah. And I don't think there was any that won, and I was like, "What the?" Because there have been years when shit got voted in because dumb people voted for dumb shit, and you go, "Huh? How did that fucking win?" And you just keep your mouth shut because you don't want shit on someone's well, plate. But I feel like everyone this year who won awards deserved the awards. They and won. and and I got to put everybody over for like, the voting is really important. If you go and you vote just to be fucking funny or you vote because it's one of your boys or blah, 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 the voting's fucked up. Or your 747. 747 or... this year voted for uh, Jake as entrance of the year to be funny. It ain't funny. The votes are important because imagine You're the... You're not v- supposed to tell people who we Oh, well, for. listen. The voting is important because if one person decides to try to be funny... What if two or three more people did the same thing on the same vote? You that's how we got Donald Trump as president. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right, guys. I have to piss, and we are out of time. So We're Ray, done forever. This you have to take us out. Is here. We are done. We will never be back. Actually, there will be another season one day when there's another pandemic. But it's been nice this almost year that we've been here. That. We'd like to thank Corlin Moore for allowing us in his humble abode in his studio week in and week out to give you guys just a little bit of shit to listen to during the hard times. Remember to make sure you're at the show this Saturday in Corbin and in two weeks in Eddieville, and we got way more coming. So keep on the lookout at WBA is now and everything, and we would like to say thank you for the show.